there, guys. There you are. Welcome to another episode of Letter Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceuticals. Guys, you guys know I come in here every day. I'm like, oh, I am freaking stoked. I got my king in the house today. <laughs> got king in the house. You know what, folks? Even his name reminds me of AI, artificial intelligence. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Who does that? Who have a name like that? But before we get to uh, our guest today, you guys know what's up, uh, what's going on? Oh, so what show are we? We are in cannabis, uh, Leicester Plant Medicine, cannabis, psychedelics, and pharmaceuticals. And who the heck am I? <laughs> I am your host, Dr. O, also known as Dr. Lola. For those of you that don't know me, I am a clinical pharmacist, founder of WCI Health. What do we do at WCIL? We help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of palm medicine like cannabis, psychedelics, and using education as tools. That's what we do. I mean, People perish for lack of knowledge. So we got to know for us to even be able to make that decision. And part of that knowing is uh, what our guest is going to be sharing for us today. So that's what's up about that. What is the next good house cleaning? I mean, we are going into fall. We're going into the holiday. We got to clean the house. Yes, this show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical needs. And what is the next cleaning? Sponsors. <laughs> Without money, we can be here. Uh, this show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. They got a new product called Glows uh, uh, Immune Roll-On uh, Immune Oil. This uh, product is a relief roll-on. This is a game changer, folks. I broke my finger a couple of weeks ago, and I started applying this uh, relief rub. With, uh, my tongue is twisting. Relief rub with uh, Immune Oil. It is, it is. Before I knew it, it was it was really I was able to go back to work. That's that's crazy, you know. So go check it out, wci-health.com. We also have a new sleep gummies. And apart from that, all your beautiful, beautiful uh beauty line, glows beauty line. Holiday is right here. Go out there. We have a deal for you guys for the holidays. So go check it out. Other than that, I want to say thank you to you, those of you that are joining us on LT Cost Wealth as a member. You are supporting us on Patreon, on Apple Podcasts. If you buy this book, you are supporting this show, A Pharmacist Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician. It's flying off the shelf. It's going to be a good gifting for the holidays. So where do you get this? You can get the book on uh, wci-health.com. You can also get the Kindle version, even the paperback if you are out of the country and you are wondering, oh, the shipping is going to be crazy. You can grab it on Amazon. It's right there on Amazon. That is that for that. Uh, and also remember to join us every Saturdays and Sunday. Uh, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on Cannabis Psychedelic Club and African Canadelic Club. It's a lot that we are getting into, but thank you so much for being here. 
I got my brother in the house. Today, I have an amazing entrepreneur. I have Arthur Smith III. Did, you, did I tell you his name? He sounds like AI. <laughs> Arthur Smith III. <laughs> he is the founder and CEO of Tetragram. Folks, this is a journaling app or tracking and journaling app that uh, recently uh, launched. Apart from it being a journalist, not just a journalist app. This app is, I was reading a, a, a publication the other day, and there you are, right? The Tetragram, the new Yelp of cannabis. Folks, this is amazing. It's going to be a game changer. And I'm going to bring Otto in. Otto, thank you so much for being with us today. We are so glad to have you. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Dr. O. I'm excited to be here today. I know. I love your energy. How does it even feel for your baby? This amazing stuff that you're put sweat and tears into to now be comparing to Yelp of cannabis. Talk to me about yourself, how we got here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it's It's been an overwhelming experience to see uh, something that we built, my partners and I, you know, something we're very passionate about. And, you know, to be honest, like I've told people, like, you know, we built this this platform, Tetragram, just because, you know, we're medical patients. And, uh, you know, I was involved in a traumatic car accident. Uh, one of my business partners has some really uh, debilitating illnesses as well. And so, you know, we built this in order to keep track of the products that we were using. And next thing I know, it is it's taken off like a wildfire. Um, so, you know, there's just so many products in a dispensary. It's really overwhelming for a consumer to understand, especially if they come from a medical perspective, you know, which product to use, right? Because, you know, cannabis has been illegal for so long. And so there's no research that, you know, you and I can rely on in order to say, you know, this product might potentially work for us. And we can't even really rely on the doctor as well because they're trying to figure it out just like us. Um, so we're, we're excited to be here today. And um, it's really been a beautiful thing to see Tetragram be so well received by, you know, the cannabis community. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, like I saw it on uh, MJBscon in uh in Vegas, it's all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over publication. People, it's a big rave about this. Folks, you don't know this tetragram yet. You need to go look out for it and download it. It's making a wave. But with all, you know, talk to me about yourself. What is your background? How did you even find yourself in the cannabis space? Yeah, so I've always been an entrepreneur. I, I live right outside of Washington, D.C., so I grew up in Southern Maryland. Um, and Southern Maryland is actually notorious for cannabis growing. I grew up on three and a half acres of land myself, you know, a real rural area. So cannabis has been something that's, you know, been prevalent all of my life. Um, one of my good friends in high school actually dropped out of high school to follow the Grateful Dead. So, I mean, it just goes to show you how it was really like that hippie, that hippie vibe where I grew up, right? Um, but, you know, again, so for me, I was involved in a, a really bad car accident in 2003. Um, I actually fell asleep at the wheel and was ejected close to 100 feet and nearly died on the scene. I was actually pronounced dead. Um, but luckily for me, I had a friend who was going to school to be a doctor, which she is today. And so she's the one that ran to my aid to, uh, you know, revive me until the helicopter arrived. But, 
you know, throughout the whole time, like I mentioned, I've always been a fan of cannabis. I've used it. I think the first time I started using cannabis, I was like 14. Um, and it always uses sporadically throughout high school and college. But, you know, once I got out of that car accident, I was prescribed a number of different opioids in order to help manage my pain. Um, so like Percocet, Xanax, uh, Oxycontin, I mean, you name it, I probably took it. And I've always been holistic. So I knew that, you know, this was not a life that I wanted to live eating pills every day for the rest of my life. Um, so I continued to use cannabis um, from a legacy market. And then once it became legal, that's when I'll never forget, I entered a dispensary. You know, I was a little egotistical. I was like, you know, I know everything there is to know about cannabis. Like, what can these people tell me? And man, was I wrong. You know, there were just so many different strains and uh, packaged products to choose from and, you know, different consumption methods that, you know, you just don't see when you're getting it from your street dealer. He just says, you know, I got this option that's high grade and I got this option that is like mid grade. The what street do you want? is just maybe it's loud or all those stuff, busy. <laughs> exactly. Either it's loud or it's some Reggie, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I was really taken back and I was overwhelmed. I was like, damn, I don't know what, what I want. Um, and so I don't know what's going to work best for me. And so one of the things that I noticed as I was visiting different dispensaries and talking to other patients or, you know, dispensary uh, staff is that everyone kept recommending using a journal. Um, that's when I found out about like the endocannabinoid system, which is the reason why cannabis affects everyone differently, regardless of, you know, people having the same body masks. And so I, I understood the impact of using a journal to say, all right, I bought this product. This is how I'm consuming it. This is how much I use. And then I can rate how much it made me, how well it addressed my pain. Um, but I was like, man, everything we do is on our phones. So why not create an app that makes it a lot easier? I mean, I don't want to carry around a book all day to say, this is what I tried. Um, so that was really the halo effect where I said, I got, I'm on to something, let's create a mobile app. And, you know, that's where it all started. And here we are today where Tetragram is now in, I mean, I mean, the number keeps growing 130 dispensaries nationwide. So mm. extremely, extremely proud of where we're going, excited to see where, where the future is going to take us. That's amazing. That is so, so, I'm so, so happy to hear that. Now go into the, the details. I know our audience will want to know. What does Tetragram actually do? Uh, how does it work? Uh, well, first off, Tetragram is available for Apple and Android users. So, um, you know, whether you're iPhone or, you know, a Droid or something like that, you do have access to the platform. Uh, but Tetragram in its first version, our MVP, minimal viable product, uh, we wanted to address this the immediate need, which is provide consumers with the ability to not only say, I bought this product from the dispensary, but also they can include the terpenes and cannabinoids associated with that product. And Dr. O, you know better than anyone, like that's the real magic when it comes to the cannabis, right? Absolutely. It, it's really about those terpenes and cannabinoids. And so, um, you know, the consumer can actually enter in that terpene information and if they have it available within their state, uh, then they can also enter in where they made that purchase, which is really important because you know, you can live in the same state and buy a product for one dispensary and chances are you might not be able to find that same product at another dispensary. So it's very important to know like what product, where, where you made that purchase. 
Um, and then we really get to the vital part of it, which is, okay, you bought this product, you bought it at this dispensary, how are you consuming that product? So, you know, we give people the option to say they inhaled the product, um, it was orally used, or it was the topical. And then once they click on one of those categories, then there's subcategories that say like, for example, um, if it was inhalation, I could say I used the bong and I used flour, and these are the number of hits I took. And then they can associate that particular product with a medical condition if they wish. Uh, for example, like I can say I'm using this product for anxiety and select that. And then I can rate the effects of that product in terms of, you know, the taste and flavor, um, appearance, um, and then it's how fast did it take to onset. And then we give you the ability to actually write any detailed notes associated with that product. And there's there's no character limit on this. I mean, I've literally seen some of these reviews be like paragraphs long. <laughs> it's, it's been wild. But, um, you know, we give people the, the complete autonomy to enter any information they want so they can remember exactly how that product made them feel. And then once they hit save session, that's when they have the ability to either keep that session exclusive to themselves so that no one can see it or they can actually share that review publicly with other people. And this is done anonymously, so you don't know who posted this review, but that review is then posted on our community page where other people can see reviews that people have posted in order to get more insight into, you know, whether that product's gonna be effective for them or not. Yeah, that is that is a game changer. As a, as a, a clinician, I'm a clinical pharmacist. Uh, when it comes to medicine, that's, that's what we do, <laughs> you know, and, I, and an educator and a speaker, every time I host rooms, especially on Clubhouse, even at the event, people come to me, the main question people come to me about is the route of administration. Doctor, right. oh, I don't even, how do I even take it? Especially people that are just coming into this space. So this is gonna be a real game changer. And like you said, I mean, we are now in 1802 where we'll be carrying notes up and down. We'll, we hardly even carry our wallets anymore. But what <laughs> do we have with us all the time? That little teeny bitty phone is always there with us. This is really pretty amazing. So it, talk to me, Arthur. What about the data that is being collected? How does this benefit uh, the patient? And healthcare professional like me, how do we use that? Because it's kind of coming to my head, kind of like the medication record that we take at the hospital. How does it? How do we? How does it benefit us? Uh, and that's a great question, Doctor Owen. So you know, that's one of the things I always say about Tetragram is that it's not only providing value to the consumer, but it's also providing value to the entire industry with the data that we collect. You know, from the consumer's perspective, by giving them a platform where they can document their usage and see what it, over time what products are working best for them, that's where that data becomes really valuable to them. You know, over time, we'll be able to include like machine learning and, you know, you made the joke about AI, <laughs> you know, we'll be able to include these different, um, these different technologies so that, you know, over time, as a consumer starts to log more experiences in a tetragram, the platform will actually tell them, well, wow, Dr. O, you know, based upon your last couple of sessions, you like a lot of products that are high in mercine and, you know, low in pinene, and you prefer edibles over smoking. And so that type of data becomes very valuable to the consumer 
so they can finally start to understand which terpenes, which cannabinoids, and which delivery method is most effective. Um, if we look at it from, you know, the whole holistic view with this data, you know, it really can empower what I call our four business segments. So, you know, that could be dispensaries, um, cultivators, uh, brands, and then medical professionals such as yourself, where you can utilize this aggregate data that we're collecting in order to see what is most impactful. You know, one of the uh, examples I always like to use is, you know, there might be 3,000 people across the country growing Blue Dream, for example. Uh, but each 3,000 of those Blue Dreams are going to be inherently different. And so we really want to find out which Blue Dreams are people more so gravitating towards. And we get through that through data and then see not only that, but what terpenes and cannabinoids that people are responding to best. And so that helps you be more edge, more uh, consulting um, to your patients. Um, it helps the dispensaries look at this aggregate data and be able to make better product recommendations. Um, and it helps cultivators and brands really understand the impact of their products through data. Yeah, I, uh, this is really, really cool. Because one of the other issues that I always raise, and I always mention it, is the fact that they, they keep telling us, oh, we need more data. We need more clinical trials for cannabis. I mean, our forefathers, our great-grandpa, grandma, the queen of England, Queen Victoria, they all used this plant. This plant was compounded by big pharma, by pharmacists, by doctors, physicians, gave it to their patients to use, but not too long ago, back in the days, and now suddenly, oh my gosh, we need data. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we do, we do need this data. But I always feel sometimes I feel like it's a kind of a cold word by the prohibitionists to keep these plants in the perpetual prison of human. That is my opinion. So talk to me. Uh, so these data, is there a way of sharing this data with the, these people that are doing clinical trial research community? Do you guys have a plan? to for them to come in, I mean, not for free, for them to come in there, because if we can get this kind of data right there and then, these are human that are gonna be used for clinical trials that are already doing, it's kind of like you're already doing your own clinical trials. So yeah. they should be, yeah, I mean, we use yeah. human phase one, phase two, phase three trials. These are humans that we use for this trial. and. Folks like you are already uh, making it a lot easier for humans to do this trial themselves. Are we going to be uh, telling them that, okay, you guys don't have any more excuse? No, 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 no. We got the data here. <laughs> Pay and get it. Talk to me about that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you're exactly right. Like one of the things that we offer with Tetragram is the white label version. And so this white label version we use exclusively for cannabis research. So uh, we work with universities, we work with um, independent uh, researchers, and we're actually gaining a lot of traction, which is really promising uh, from brands and, you know, cultivators themselves, because, you know, they're finally changing their mindset of, you know, we cannot just create this product or grow this strain and sell it to the customer uh, without any type of information or data behind it, because the consumer is getting smarter. 
you know, consumers are asking more questions about like what turkey. Everybody is the cannabis educator now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong in that because there are a lot of legacy cultivators. Somebody like you, you've been so used to this plant for long. My husband is used this plant like forever. I, before I met him and we, me and him, we've been together now for at least 20 years. So. Uh -huh. Folks, yeah, yeah, folks have used this plant for so long, you know. So uh, talk to me, continue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, with the white label version that we offer, you know, we work with these universities. And so the problem is, you know, again, by being federal legal, um, these universities are just having a hard time getting funding, like grants, in order to, uh, you know, kick off these research opportunities. But you know, one thing that I'm always open about is sharing some of this data uh, with the medical community so they can get insights into, wow, this is really helping with that and so forth. So, you know, through some strategic uh, alliances that we have, you know, we are open to sharing this data because not only will this data help, you know, the industry move forward, but it will also help, you know, move things legislatively. You know, a lot of the reasons I feel that the government doesn't want to um, legalize cannabis among finding the best way to tax it and make money off of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's their main concern. But also, um, you know, they don't have enough data, recent data, so for them to feel comfortable to understand the impact that cannabis is having on the population. And so I think um, with the data that we collect, we can really help move that needle in the right direction so that there is no, uh, well, I don't know if this works. No, it does work because we have yeah, concrete we do. evidence. We know we got up. it. <laughs> we got thousands and millions of people already told us it works. That is exactly what you do. Uh, in We even have survey kind of clinical trials that we do just survey. So what is the difference between this and that? So I totally agree with you that there won't be any reason to say, oh, Mm, we don't know how it works and all that. If it works, at least we will have it on pen and paper and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can't fight data. I mean, when it's, when it's black and white, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and it's great that the industry is starting to gravitate towards it. I mean, there was an article that came out, I think, last month that said the data is more valuable than the plant itself. And that's exactly right. I mean, because, again, um, any industry that moves forward or does or any industry in general um, relies on data in order to make business decisions. I mean, you know, you and I as business owners, we rely on data in order to determine the next decision we need to make in order to continue to grow our companies. And so um, the same relates to anything in this industry um, the same way. Yeah, that is awesome. That brings me to uh, to my next question. And that is when you start talking about data, uh, I mean, average person will be like, whoa, whoa, hope we are not going into the uh, Facebook, all those, <laughs> all those saga. Talk to me, how are you guys, what are the plans to protect this information, especially as it comes to me, I'm coming from the healthcare community, whereby we have to be so particular about HIPAA and for those of you that might not know what HIPAA is, it's basically the government trying to protect your personal information so that your medical record doesn't just get into any winning lady, James and John. <laughs> <laughs> Out there, just grab a copy of your 
that, oh, Dana, what was Dr. O taking? Oh, my goodness, you're taking acetaminophen. Oh, she must have this. She must, oh, Lord, what is going? No, we don't want all that drama here. No, no, no. We ain't <laughs> having that, folks. So that was why um, HIPAA was created. So talk to me, what are the uh, uh, strategies? What are the you know, protection that has been placed in, in, in this app that will protect, uh, give us, give, uh, you know, consumer, your patient, uh, healthcare provider, especially when it comes to a healthcare provider, we are all about that license. Mm -hmm. Any little thing you have to be worried about for your license. For many, many years, I couldn't even use cannabis-based product because they got to do, uh, what's it called? drug tests and all this crap. I mean, you're going through pain. I have a physical disability. I had a polio as a, as a little girl that affected my mobility. So I have to wear a, a prosthetic leg. You can't even use any other thing other than uh, pain pills that is, could end up messing up your liver, your kidney and all kind of crazy stuff. It is ridiculous. So yeah, really how, what are you guys doing to protect us? Yeah, so you, you brought up a key word there, and so HIPAA. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, me and my business partners made sure was that Tetragram followed all HIPAA guidelines. Um, so when it comes to creating an account on Tetragram, we don't ask for your first or last name. Um, none of those unique identifiers. Um, Tetragram is our, our servers, our AWS HIPAA compliant servers as well. Um, so we maintain the integrity of a person's data. And we are in the process of also roping in blockchain technology uh, just to further um, encrypt everything that happens on our platform. So, you know, we really view a person's privacy. We take that very seriously. Um, you know, one of the key features of Tetragram is we allow consumers to actually take pictures of products too, and they can include that as part of their session. Um, because we realize that, you know, through our research that when people find a product they like, they say, wow, this product really works well for, you know, X, Y, and Z medical condition, or wow, this product really works well for a recreational uh, situation such as, you know, maybe go on a great five mile hike or whatever the case may be. But whenever someone takes a photo of a cannabis product using our app, that photo never makes it to the customer's phone, uh, phone's archive. And so what I mean by that is, you know, normally when you take a picture of anything on your phone, that picture is stored on the phone's photo gallery. Uh, but now we're Tetragram, so that anytime you take a picture of a product using Tetragram, that photo only stays on the platform because, I mean, we've all been there where we've had a photo on our phone, we're around some friends and we're like, hey, man, let me show you this photo. And so we hand that person the phone and they'll look at the picture, but within a couple nanoseconds, they're swiping through your photos just because it's a natural instinct. Um, and so, so many people are using cannabis under the radar. We wanted to protect a person's personal identity and what they're doing so that if that that phone ended up in someone else's hands, you know, they wouldn't be able to see any cannabis pictures that you've taken. Um, so, you know, we, we really take as much steps as possible to make sure we protect people's uh, personal information. That's awesome. That is amazing. Now let's, let's talk about us. I mean, we all know, <laughs> let's talk about us. We all know that when it comes to cannabis in particular, 
uh, we, people of color, Black Indigenous people of color, uh, the minority, the uh, disabled community, our soldiers, our LGBTQ plus community, we, especially the, the Black folks, Black men and women, and the Hispanics, we have been at the receiving hand of this war on drugs. Mm -hmm. What do you, I mean, for even our folks don't even want to, they don't even, a lot of our folks still don't want to go in a room where cannabis is even still being mentioned because of the fear mm -hmm. or, and the stigma. How do you, and we have people beginning to make a lot of money on this, we have people, not just money, it's not even not just about money. The healthcare cost is like insane, gone through the roof. We have our folks going through all kinds of ailments. How do we begin to reach out to minority community to say, we need to come out and learn more about cannabis? And what do you think we as a people need to be talking about when it comes to uh, diversity and inclusion in this space, because we have to address this issue, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, the lack of diversity in this industry, it's, I mean, it's pretty gross to see that, it is. you know, only 2%. It is. And you know what, let me come in right quick, sorry to cut. It's not mm -hmm. even just in this space. Look at uh, psychedelic space, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, I'm, and we have a, a secondary profit. We're going to be bringing some folks from uh, Parliament in UK and some of these uh, companies uh, that are going to be coming and be talking to us. And part of what I'm going to be asking them are those. I look at the platform, you can hardly even see somebody that looks like me, especially women. And when it comes to all this space, Black women, are really the leader a lot of the time. And we're not even represented. Go ahead, uh, what do you think we can do about this? Because I'm of that belief that an injustice to one is an injustice to all. And if we are not at this table, we keep being the one that is being eaten up as dinner and dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is Wow, I see it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you know, uh... It's, 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 it's a real problem. It's a real problem. You know, one of the things I always say to people is, you know, we have, we have this term called MSOs, these multi-state operators, right? Um, but a MSO is, we were the MSOs. When I mean we, I mean black and brown people because, you know, we've been utilizing this plant for thousands of years. And prior to it becoming legal, you know, an MSO was what we were called kingpins, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a shame that now that it's become legal and we've gone through the process of getting locked up and being considered uh, called kingpins just because we ran these big underground distribution cultivation networks that is now being called an MSO because it's legal. And so it's a real problem that there's not that much diversity. I mean, we were talking about it earlier about utilizing LinkedIn in order to get our, our word out there. And I look at LinkedIn all, every day and I use it as a way to grow new uh, relationships. And when I look at a company's business and their employees, it's like 95% white. And it's just, it's irritating. It um, is irritating. 
and it's really irritating. So, you know, a lot of these companies are making some great progress in terms of money and so forth, expanding their footprints. And what they really need to start doing is put together, you know, not just writing checks. I mean, checks are good, you know, that puts money Don't in the people's pockets, but we need... There's an yeah, adage uh, in, in, in Africa, uh, in African community, they say, don't give me the fish. I don't need your fish. Give me the hook to go catch that fish. Exactly, exactly. So like, you know, making donations is, is good and all, but we need you to employ these people, you know, like give them jobs and don't give them low level jobs as being a bug tender. Um, give them, even though those are, those are great jobs and they're highly respectable, but give them more jobs at the C-suite, right? Where they're actually part of the decision-making process and guiding that company and the direction that they're looking to go. Um, so I think, you know, with Tetragram, I think I'm a, a good example of how, you know, you can really get into this industry and prosper as a Black person or, or a woman or LGBTQ, I mean, whatever the case may be, you just have to push forward um, and make alliances with other people who look like you and where we can support each other to move forward. You know, that's one of the things I think about this data that we're collecting is we can show people of color the benefits of using cannabis in the legal market so that they are no longer, you know, utilizing the great market, the legacy market in order to buy products where they can potentially still get prosecuted. Um, so I think that's a, another way that we can really entice our people to get into this industry in any way possible to, you know, pursue their dreams and create that uh, generational wealth. That's, that is that is awesome. And I have another suggestion. Maybe eventually, maybe in the second phase, you're probably going to have to pay me for this idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the second phase, you got bring clinicians like me on the app to do consultation where folks can come Okay, you got questions, you still have questions, you still have, you want to talk to a human, you can schedule a consultation right there and get Dr. O talking to you, explaining to you in a layman's sense without all that medical jargon. And that makes it a lot easier for you to go out there and pick what you need. Huh? What says you about that? Yeah, okay. I'm told. Yeah, that's something we're totally on board for. I mean, with yeah. version two and further generations of Tetragram. You know, we have some big, uh, some big plans, and that's definitely one of them is to, you know, bring doctors onto the platform where, you know, they can engage directly with the consumer if they wish. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of uh, a lot of nuggets that we're going to be um, exploring here in the future, which is why I'm so excited about, you know, our trajectory and where we're headed. I am excited about all this cool stuff. Now, talk to me for some of our folks. That I think, especially people that are new to cannabis, and maybe folks, I mean, it's amazing to see you, uh, us coming up with this great idea. This is this is a positive for our community, for our children, for our young men and young girls, and whatever they address themselves as to see this. So for folks like that, that either new to cannabis you know, new user or uh, thinking of starting a business. It doesn't have to be Tetragram. These are high tech folks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be a, a Tetragram kind of uh, business, but they are wanting to get into this space, but they are still kind of afraid, still kind of intimidated by the money. Uh, how do you advise folks to deal with this? Uh, so, you know, that's, that's another great question. And so, 
you know, whenever people ask me all the time, like, man, I really want to get into the cannabis industry, but I don't know where to start. It looks like it's so intimidating. And, and what I always tell people is like, yeah, I mean, the cannabis industry is not as intimidating as you might think. Um, it's, a, it's not as large as you might think. Um, you know, whenever I go to uh, webinars or, you know, go to the conventions, it's always the same people you notice, right? And so it's a really small community. It just seems big because it's moving at such a rate and people are uh, starting new businesses every day and these conventions are huge attendances. But what I always tell people is like, when you want to get into the cannabis industry, you know, look at, look at what you're good at. Like, what is your skill set? What do you bring to the industry? You know, a lot of people always want to start off with saying, I want to open up a dispensary or, <laughs> you know, I want to open up a grow. And, I, and then I ask them, well, have you ever, have you ever worked well, retail before? <laughs> or have you ever worked on a farm before? And they're like, no, I'm just like, well, if you don't have any skills or not uh, familiar with that part of the industry, then why would you jump into it? It's like you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm. Like me personally, I knew I never, I, uh, if I try to plant anything, I'll kill it, you know? So <laughs> uh, there's no way I'm going to do a, open up a grow. But one thing I do know is technology. And so, you know, that's the path that I went down. So whenever someone's looking to get into this industry, I just really throw it back on them and say, whatever you're good at, take that and then it's applied into this industry because this industry is so new and so open that whatever you're good at, there's a place for you. Um, but, you know, beyond anything, you just have to have dedication and, you know, you got to have tenacity. You, you cannot, you know, I've, I've been told a million times over that Tetragram was a crazy idea and look where we are now. Yeah. You know, only, only believe in, you know, what you feel is true in your heart and, and push forward on it by any means possible. And I'm going to add one little thing to that. And so a lot of the time, it's our family members that we have to even fight against the most. Because exactly. sometimes, when, especially when you are coming out with quote unquote these crazy ideas, they're not the one that got the vision. They're not. So for you as an individual, you just got to be strong and stand firm to that belief, to that dream, to that vision that your maker has given unto you. And exactly. what I tell folks is that if you have to take two, three jobs to fund your dream, that's exactly what we need to do. If three, two years, you are gonna give up. No, average company, average uh, establishment doesn't even break even until like three years. You can't even start calling yourself a brand until you are up to that 10 year mark. So why would you want to give up at one year, at two years when we ain't, we ain't there yet? Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a great point. Whenever someone is telling you, oh, I don't think that's going to work or uh, maybe you should rethink that, you know, that's their personal fear. That's because mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can do it themselves. And so they're projecting how they feel like they're not going to be able to do that on to you and say, nah, you're not going to be able to do that. Well, that's you saying that. That's not me saying that, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, family members, close friends, uh, associates, whoever, you know, I don't listen to any of them to the point where it's going to derail me and, and where I see the vision of my company or anything else. Cause no one has my heart. Um, so that's what it really is all about. Just again, believing in yourself and uh, knowing that anything's possible.
That is amazing, amazing. Folks, thank you so much, Ata, for being here. Where can our people find you? Where can we find you? Yeah, so um, anyone can find uh, us on, at the, they can download the app at tetragramapp.com. Um, they can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Tetragram app. And on Twitter, we're Tetragram app. So uh, please uh, follow us. Please download the app. It's completely free. And take control of your personal journey with cannabis. Yeah, folks, I have the app already. I need you guys to go download this app. And in the show notes of this show, we are going to put all those information on there for you guys as well. Thank you so much, Atta, for being here today. We really do appreciate you. Uh, and guys, you guys, that's our show for today. Uh, if you are yet to join our Healthy Cost Well membership, go ahead and sign up for it. In this uh, episodes, I record a 10 minute short videos of how to level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of plant medicine. And also, if you are yet to join us as a supporter, Come on, Bob, be a member of this village. It takes a, we are villagers here. It takes a village. So we need you slide in DM WCI Health 19 or WCI-health.com. Uh, and that's our show for today. Until next time, remember healthy cause. Well, bye guys. <laughs>